to the Dope Nostalgia Christmas Special 2023. So I just want to welcome everybody because it's been a long time since we've all been together here in the Zoom land. So, hey, we've got Colin Krieger back. Hi. Quinn Clark is here. Howdy. Andrew Scott, welcome. Hey, hey. And Kendra. How's it going? Kendra, I should give you a last name, but you're on the show a lot, so. Ah, people probably know me by now. <laughs> well, I want to start by asking all four of you, do you enjoy Christmas music? Because a lot of people don't. Andrew? I love Christmas music. Um, absolutely. And I know that, like, maybe I'm in the minority. I'm not really sure, but it's fun. I definitely am, like, I don't get into it before December, mm. but it's fun to celebrate. I have little kids that get really excited. And uh, I grew up playing in, like, brass bands at the mall and stuff like that. And it just... It's it's awesome and fun, and uh, there would there would have been a long time where I was really cynical about it and be like, oh, I don't like it and blah. But now I'm like, yeah, it's it's just fun and it's good. Partly because you have kids now too. That I found yeah. once there's kids in the picture, people enjoy Christmas again in general. Mm-hmm. I went through that lull like, in my twenties where I'm like, eh, could take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. But now I mean, you know, we got some parents in here. You guys have heard Baby Shark before. How, did you guys <laughs> know that there is a Santa Shark where it's like. Ho, 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 ho. Like it's, you know. Yeah, there's a, um, I think there's like a Baby Shark movie coming out or something. I don't know. Yeah. A feature oh, length, 80 to 90 minutes of Baby Shark. Can't wait. Oh, so that's happy gonna for be you guys. Sounds amazing. Yeah. You got to wonder how much money they make off of those songs. Oh. I'm like, man. The company that owns it, Pink Fong. Yeah, they're uh, they're like they're a rolling Korean, in it. They're a Korean company. It's, it's, it's amazing. They just slap out this like. Dog shit anime, 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 dog shit anime. Oh, it's in the Hall of Illusions. It's been so long since we heard that. I thought you were doing that on purpose. I was like, this is a really interesting character you've worked on here. It was like Max Headroom there for a second on dog shit animation. Was that what was repeating? Dog shit animation. (laughs) Perfect. Keep it in. Please leave that in. But anyways, I love I love Christmas music. It's fun. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's uh another thing too with all the musicians here. Um the fact that we were probably raised playing these songs, you know, at whether it be at school or doing choir or band we were kind of immersed in them from a young age too mm-hmm. you know gets to you I, I, yeah well and like you grow up on like the certain um like either genre or like like artists of like their albums right and then that becomes like a nostalgia thing for you too right mm-hmm. like, i don't think i'll sorry Sorry, I was about to ask you, Kendra, if you enjoyed Christmas music. You were nice. I do. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I went through my phase too, like where I didn't like it, but it was mainly when I was working at West Edmonton Mall and you heard it twenty four hours a day. Like, mm-hmm. like you get tired of hearing it. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, no, I, I definitely like Christmas music. I, I like, you know, what they kind of stand for, especially like you know spending time with your family and and the, the nostalgia factor like boney m christmas was like a staple in my house growing up so like i can't not hear that and just think of all the memories of christmas growing up so 
yeah I, I like it for sure the, if it's good christmas music there's some really terrible ones what does bonium like, do when they tour in the summer uh i doubt they do <laughs> just play rap that's it over and over again. <laughs> at weddings and daddy cool they do daddy cool also they have two. Oh, oh yeah, two. They, got two. yeah. they got two uh, songs two hits in the christmas album <laughs> and they bring out the fake snow they bring out the fake snow and then do all the christmas stuff instead yeah they're german right Ooh. i believe so. so they were created by the same producer who created millie vanilli really oh wow i yes. didn't know that what yes i think his name is frank farian yeah if you just watch them which we should do an episode about if you just watch that millie vanilli documentary i believe it was on paramount plus or torrents, as I like to get things. <laughs> as um, I like to call them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. So, yeah, it's the same producer. Oh, wow. That's, That's interesting. interesting. No idea. Quinn, do you like Christmas music? Uh, Yeah, I do. Absolutely. I actually like it quite a bit. It, just only in December. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's when I like it. I the rest of the that. year, <laughs> please, no thank you. Actually, yes. right up until December first. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, people who put Christmas decorations up before December, like that, that drives me up the wall. I think it's a little bit of my childhood trauma, though, because uh, November is my birthday month. Yeah, and even though it's like in the middle of the month and like November fourteenth, I still got a lot of like presents that were one big present for both my birthday and Christmas. Uh, I, I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, buddy. My so, daughter was born on Christmas day. If you can believe yeah. that. Yeah. Ridiculous. I feel like if you're on, if you're a month on either side of December, like mm -hmm. you're in that three month window, like, yeah. I, Christmas is like, uh, you know, overshadows your birthday, like no matter what. So, so yeah, but, that's poor okay. Evelyn. I still have poor, warm poor fuzzies. Evelyn, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure you guys a... do a good job with it, though. We try, but I, I got, I'm, I'm laughing at a just the image of like a, a sad little Quinn, just like, oh. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so much. Well, like, with with guy, his just... beard, he's like six yeah, years with his old. Beard. <laughs> he's always had the beard. He was always had the beard. Six years old. <laughs> it was a little darker when I was young. A little kind of blonde. A little strawberry blonde. Um, yeah, no, like that's seriously like my gifts, you know, would like show up like and they were totally, you know, Scrooge approved. And you know, <laughs> That's a Canadian uh, nostalgia reference for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, you you get it wrapped in Christmas paper, too. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I sure. did. That's, that's a big no, no. If your birthday's around, you have to have like separate paper and yep. uh, like no, not even like Christmas colors. Like get that green out of here. It's gotta be like just black, just black. November fourteenth. November fourteenth is really stretching it. Like mm -hmm. yeah. so. So that's that's. I think you got real heavily screwed there. Man. I don't. Uh... Yeah. Well, that's what I mean well, though. Is like look at how bad it is these days. Is, and I, they... I definitely had that happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about this. Like, uh, you'll be in the stores now in September, and you'll see them start pushing Christmas stuff out, right? Even right. before mean so it's that bad now it was I, like i remember it when i was a kid if i saw christmas stuff in stores before like november i was like just 
fuck off and die <laughs> how, how is it for you naomi because like you you have a december birthday it must be even worse <laughs> uh december 27th uh, i oh, tried to right i forgot i tried <laughs> to well when i was turned my sweet 16 i had in january on purpose so that kids would actually be there yeah yeah we did that sometimes <laughs> like give it a month and then have a party didn't you have an early party for your daughter andrew I did November 25th, a month early, and it was still Christmassy, for yeah. sure. Like, absolutely this year, yeah. Well, yeah. Jesus's birthday is made up, so, you know. <laughs> it's you also, uh, it's also Justin Trudeau's birthday that day. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, just whatever you like to, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, you could have, you could just, you could just tell her it's a totally different day. She, she wouldn't know. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe too late now. Sorry to cut you guys. I didn't mean to. Colin, do you enjoy Christmas music? Uh, in general, no. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's changing too because it used to be when I was DJing Christmas parties, I just had a, a list and I went in and I pushed play and I read the newspaper through, you know, through <laughs> dinner and whatever. And people mm -hmm. would say, Oh, did you play Frosty the Snowman yet? Uh, yes. You know, like it, I didn't even know what was going on, but now that I'm, I'm a little further separated from that, I don't mind it. And there's a few songs I actually like, they're not the standard songs that anyone else would play at a Christmas party, but they're the ones I like. So I don't hate it. I used to hate it. And now I have, now I tolerate it at least. Yeah. I'm picturing like if green jelly had a Christmas song, you'd be into that. Something like that. Like one of the ones I really like is is the Ramones Merry Christmas. We don't have to fight tonight. I think that's a great Christmas tune. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And uh actually I like the guns or the 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 Twisted Sister Christmas album also. Oh, oh so that's good. That's a deadly good album. I yeah. think it's a great album. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and fairy... Green Jelly really do have a Christmas song. Did you guys know this? No. Didn't know that. Oh, absolutely. I'm just gonna stick it in the chat here. Okay, cool. That's, that's not code for anything. It's it's a real thing. I'm not. I'm asking first here. Here we go. Colin, you'll have it to, goes. You'll have to let us know how good it is. Yeah. Colin. Well, sounds like green jelly. I can listen to it for sure. Mm -hmm. He's been on the show. It was green, the green interviews jelly. I've, yeah, it's been uh, one of the weirdest interviews I've ever had. Of course. <laughs> well, one and of the weirdest bands is, I've ever been. So. Did you know there's been a thousand members? What? what? He <laughs> just goes from. He goes on tour from city to city and he just recruits fans to play. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's one way of doing it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. He's like, okay, let's see what you guys got. All right, you're in. <laughs> Sorry, I'm moving quality, once quality to control, see. I'm sure. Well, that's what Chuck Berry used to do. <laughs> Chuck Berry used to just have a band and walk on stage and play with them. So, mm -hmm. yeah. well, you know, in a weird way, uh, using house bands is kind of a really old school way of doing it. So, yeah it is yeah. yeah but yeah but it's also an art thing too like people are just coming on board to you know like throw paint on the crowd and stuff too so <laughs> well the reason we have gathered today we're going to talk about two topics one the huge new modern standard over the last 30 years has been mariah carey's all i want for christmas is you we're going to do a bit of a as quinn said deep dive on this song and its origins and its makeup and all of those good things and then we're also going to talk about our new year's eve memories because we have never talked about new year's eve yet no it's a new topic for for the show 
for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, here's a little few facts about the song before we get into things. Um, next year is going to mark 30 years since the release of the song in 1994. And when it was released, it only hit number six on the Billboard Hot Adult Contemporary chart and number 12 on the Hot 100. That, that was then. It took 25 years for that song to hit number one on the U.S. Hot 100. It, it, it wasn't a number one until 25 years later? That's right. It broke the record for the longest gap between release and hitting number one at 25 mm. years. Wow. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Mariah Now became, it's this monster of a song. <laughs> it's a monster you can't escape now. It's like there's the joke of how we unthaw her every year now after Halloween. <laughs> We you know, thaw yeah. her. We thaw her. We unthawing would be putting her we, in the freezer. Would be freezing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. I and I don't mean to be <laughs> persnickety. No, you but, should correct me. Why yeah, the hell no. would I say unthaw? Okay. Anyway, thank you. Unfreeze? You mean <laughs> unfreeze? <laughs> we. I uh, sorry. Uh, that is very. You're very. I'll I'll save my corrections. That's no, one. Don't. That's the I only one I get. That's the only one I, I get. I appreciate grammar police. I appreciate. <laughs> So, yeah, she became the first artist in history to top the chart in four separate decades, not just with that song, but with everything she's ever put out. But that was like the icing on the cake. That song has sold 16 million copies worldwide. In 2023, the song was selected by the Library of Congress for inclusion in the National Recording Registry. That's like making it an official classic. It is the only modern holiday standard that has come out in the last 50 some years. So do you guys think hmm. there's any other songs that compare? Oh yeah. In popularity sure. that came out do, in the last 50 years. Do they know it's Christmas? 100%. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul McCartney and wings. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, I would or, say the standard, whether you like it or not. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. The one I was thinking about was the uh, fairy tale of New York. Or fairy tale in New York, the the Pogue song, which yeah, I know in North America wasn't as huge, but it it did hit number one in UK, and it's got the same thing where it since two thousand five, it's it's it, it's hit number one every year. Yeah, for me, Christmas that song time. in particular is one that uh, I first heard it as as like covers mm-hmm. before I ever heard the original version. Like I'd heard the Pogues, but it just you know I just hadn't heard their their Christmas output. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, it's got yeah. this homophobic slur right in the middle of it so it didn't get a lot of airplay in uh and i know that's not the context it was being used for but but that's probably didn't get a lot of radio play because which of that, is so but. funny because it, it it's almost been grandfathered in now where people allow it they're like yeah we we can we can let uh we can let we can let one f-bomb in it's such a good song yeah. <laughs> but with all the, the the recording the the re-releases of it they've taken that out and used something completely mm-hmm. different but even still when you get to that part of the song your brain automatically substitutes that you know what i mean yeah. you still know it's there but for the for the new generation of people who've never heard it before i guess it's they've sanitized it a bit which is fine i mean i don't i'm yeah, not but, a, i'm not a purist so yep. but if you go on spotify and hit play on whatever random version you look up you're it's not like you're necessarily going to get um uh, like a re-recorded or sanitized or cleaned up version that's true mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and if you purchased the CD in 1985 when it came out, like 
<laughs> you get what you get. You yeah. get what you get. Yeah. At the Christmas market here in Edmonton at uh, Fort Edmonton Park, I was spending a lot of time there this uh, holiday season so far, and it's on the playlist there. And it's definitely not the sanitized version, and nobody bats an eye. Children, yeah. just families everywhere shopping, taking it in. Let's all sing along. You see, yeah, you see tons of people just like <laughs> la 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 la. Like yeah. they, people are into that song. Yeah, I, I I wonder if it's kind of the it's a it's. I don't think it'll ever reach the status of uh, all I want for Christmas. Mm-hmm. No, that, it's definitely got the slow burn in popularity it, that uh, that all yeah. I want does. Um, wham! Is that not a modern standard? That's yeah, where I was definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it also has the cultural the whamageddon thing, which, like, I'm out, but I, I, I do that every two. year. Day two. Yeah, and, <laughs> I'm still it, it is it is fun. I'm still See in. this one? Like I'm everyone knows too. about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and this is being recorded on December seventeenth, folks. So seventeen days. We're getting close. <laughs> yeah. Two no, out. Eight. Day two at that uh, at that very same Christmas market, it was also on that playlist. So, <laughs> well, you're just looking to step on a landmine if that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. If you're you're literally hanging out in like yeah a, a Christmas themed, uh, what do you what do you call period? Uh, what do you call Fort Edmonton Park? Like, well, what like, kind of park is it? <laughs> uh, it's like a Jurassic park. park, but no dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It is a bit. Uh, what is the what's the word? Anacrophil for there to be Wham playing, you know, on Nineteen Twenty Street. But <laughs> right, I want to hear. I want to hear the Nutcracker. That's what I want. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I'm sure Andrew Ridgely would appreciate your listens. So, you know, wherever oh. he can get royalties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure he's doing just fine. Just fine. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, mm-hmm. Any others you can think of? Because that's actually a lot more than I Christmas and Hollis? Considered. Yeah. Every movie that takes place at Christmas where they want to like show that like we're not a love actually, or even does love actually probably have Christmas and Hollis? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that they're like, we're the cool, funny Christmas movie plays Christmas and Hollis. Every single one. Mm-hmm. And that new, well, not new, but newer that Ariana Grande song has just been gigantic. Like I've been hearing that and it feels very much like a, in the vein of Mariah Carey, like let's capitalize on this a little bit. I don't know um, that one. I don't know. It I can't remember what it's called. It, if, if I played it, you guys would definitely recognize I've it. I've heard her sing so Santa baby. I think it was not, no, not Santa popped baby. up on a list. I was looking at a modern country song. Yeah. I, I think I know which one that Andrew's talking about. Um, that's the one. What about, what about uh, Santa tell me. Where are you, Christmas by Faith Hill? That one's a pretty big one now, too. I was going to mention that one, too. I think that one's kind of uh, cooled off, though. Which one? Where are you, Christmas? Where are you, Christmas? In the early 2000s, though. It was big. Like, the Grinch movie was huge. It was on its way, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I have not heard it in ages and ages. You know who wrote that song? Oh, I have heard... Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Carey. No way. Wow. She wrote Where Are You, Christmas? Yes. Yeah. So that's funny. Mariah Carey, people don't know that she's actually writes like all of her songs. So she's a talented lady, you know. Um, is there anything you hate about that song? Or for instance, something you or flip side, love that song. All I want for Christmas is you. Um, if I see like a 
like a TikTok video or something like that of like a couple kind of like air banding it in their car while they're driving and they're like having a great time. I'm like, oh, just drive off the road, both of you, please. But <laughs> but it, it is such a like I've seen uh, like videos of Mariah Carey's Christmas show. I think it's in New York. I think they do like a big thing. And it it's a spectacle. Like it's a cultural thing. I think it's it's incredible. Like and she's just such a powerhouse of a artist, right? Like there's just, you know, like she doesn't get as much credit as she gets. She is extremely influential, one of the most talented vocalists to ever live. And mm -hmm. like like it or not, like she is astounding. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, if you don't like it because you've heard it a billion times, that's one thing, but it it is a it's a huge you, cultural you point. can't deny the the level of like talent you need to be able to sing that song if you've ever tried to sing it it's not an easy yeah. song and like you know yes. that's that's why she's mariah carey and like i like going through because naomi had asked me to go through all of the covers like that have been done of this song and it's very apparent when somebody cannot sing the song <laughs> and oh like, yeah yeah, like all of the covers that I went through, the ones I ended up liking the most out of them were the ones that did something different with it because they weren't trying to fit into like her mold that like seems almost impossible. Like some people came close or or some people went completely over overboard. Mm -hmm. Like Fifth Harmony was like, let's outdo the vocal runs that she does mm -hmm. in that song. Buble so does kind yeah. of a, a subtle loungy version of it. His version's yeah. real good too. It's, it's Not bad. good. Yeah. yeah. Like it's Michael Bublé. I listened and it... to over thirty of them. Oh jeez, yeah, that's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> like bunch of YouTubers. There's actually um, much like the the Queen um biopic or whatever the one with uh Rami Malek as the uh, playing Freddie Mercury. The mm -hmm. guy who sings in that movie uh what's his name Mark uh, Mark Martell. He sounds like Freddie Mercury. He did a version of it too. So that mm. was really interesting to listen to because he, it's like Freddie singing Mariah Carey is weird. Um, yeah, there's like Dolly Parton and Jimmy Fallon. There's CeeLo Green, the Cheetah Girls, uh, Lady A. That one was really, really boring. <laughs> uh, what else? Like just Shania. Like Ariana Grande, Shania, Michael Bublé, uh, Kylie Minogue with Mumford and Sons, which oh, was cool. a really random one. Yeah. Um, My Chemical Romance did one. Uh, Tori Kelly, Demi Lovato, uh, Jimmy Fallon with Mariah Carey, like on his show. Dream Instruments. Mm -hmm. That one was really funny. Like, there's but, just like there's so many of them. You told me oh, about one that was like in a minor key. Yeah, that's by Chase uh, Hallfelder. And uh, it's a really, really cool version. He completely changes the whole vibe of it. Like, and he changed some of the lyrics to make it like a sadder version. And it's in a minor key. It's really, really cool, really powerful. Um, I love that version actually. It's very different. But like once again, he 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 sticks to like the general structure of the song, but he kind of does his own take on it. And I I really liked what he did with it. All I want for Christmas. Christmas, I won't even wish for snow, and I, I just wanna keep on waiting. 
a duet that was done by Ingrid Michaelson and uh Leslie Odom uh Jr. that was a really piano like pretty piano version that it was a beautiful duet of it and it's com like completely different they do they don't do any of the vocal runs in it they kind of keep it simple it's very different but I liked it hmm. yeah, there's a lot yeah but that's yeah. the thing is they I'm pretty sure a lot of these versions they had to make their own or there's I don't see the point of covering oh. anything if you don't make it your own anyway Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Yeah, because it's already something else. Like, you know, the minute someone else is singing it, like, why not do something different, right? Well, well have case your own in, take on it. Case in point, yeah. there's this new cover of Fast Car. Of oh, my Chappell's God. Fast Car. Yeah. yeah. By some country dude. And yeah. he, he didn't even change it. Not really. No, it's as note for note. I think he's doing it in the same original key. He's Even his vocal... Um, delivery is very similar like mm. you know, almost like when he probably started doing it being like you know what song i've always wanted to cover he was probably doing a little bit of a of a uh what's her face uh oh no see it's happening i'm forgetting Tracy her Chapman. name Tracy Tracy Chapman. Chapman. <laughs> Chapman. he's probably doing a little bit of a impression of her in his head you know just kind of like hearing her voice it's basically but, like he went to karaoke and did it like yeah 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 and it's kind of it's like i don't know it's it's a bit of a double-edged sword because you're a little you'd be a little bit frustrated that you're like man it kind of sucks that there are like he has sold more copies of that song in the year that it's been out his version has been out than like tracy chapman ever sold in her lifetime so far is that but, right yeah. yeah but here's what you do have to remember she gets a royalty yeah oh, yeah She's mm -hmm. making every single one, so she's on not that, that upset about it. She <laughs> she yeah. made a pile of money on that on that song when it first released. It blew her into the stratosphere. She only really followed it up with a couple of very lukewarm, like one hit after that, and everything else was pretty like, you know, like middle of the charts if at best. And one and, hit years later, like five years oh, down the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, the she, fact she that she got an award too because yeah. of him. Yeah, songwriter. Yeah, so the fact that this late in her career, when I don't even think she's been touring or anything for a long time, she's just suddenly like checks are showing up in the mail again. Like, so yeah. What I hope for her is that when he goes to the CMA awards or whatever, that he brings her on with him. That would be great. That would be a cool thing to do. And he probably, I, I would love to see that. I don't want to. He's actually not as far as the mainstream country guys go. He's not that up his own ass as much as some of them are. Now, not that his music is my favorite music in the world, but as a person, he's not that bad. He's not an industry like creation. He wasn't like molded in the studio somewhere. He actually got famous on Vine. Oh. Yeah, he got famous from going viral from playing six six second clips of just like country songs he was singing, and that got him a record contract. And he's he's huge. He's absolutely huge. Uh, but he's like when you listen to him in interviews and stuff like that, he's actually kind of fairly humble. Like he really, really, really is really grateful and humble for like what he has. Now the music he makes at this point not all that great. So it kind of makes like, but people just love him. So he's got this yeah. fan base that just buys whatever he puts out and they'll fill stadiums just to hang out with this guy. You know, he's a 
he's a schlubby chubby dude with like a worn out baseball hat on he's not like uh you know he's not uh like a i don't know like a blake shelton yeah he's not a blake shelton or uh or like a florida georgia line or anything like that where it oh, was, like, gross. he's not wearing like country. yeah he's not wearing true li- religion jeans and you know all that like <laughs> you know um but anyway that's you know way off point but anyway I, I i i but i do see what you're saying about like yeah it is a very note for note cover but he delivered an amazing song to a fan base that you know yeah. that like will eat up anything and they went and that even that fan base was like holy shit this is a great song <laughs> <laughs> so they never would have heard too. otherwise yeah but they might not have ever heard or if they had yeah. heard it, they hadn't heard in 30 plus years right so yeah the flip side of the coin is sometimes when people cover something and they change it, they ruin it. So he oh, didn't yeah. ruin it. That's true too. <laughs> yeah, but then those those covers, you know, tend to go away. <laughs> like it's the superior covers of what were already well written good songs. That you know, like like look at like, you know, like there's the famous examples, like all along the watchtower. Right? Right. You know? Yeah, Hendrix has a de- definitive version of that for sure. Yeah, for sure, yeah, one hundred percent. Or like songs you never knew were covers, uh, like "I Love Rock and Roll." Yeah, that's a cover. The uh... who did the original? Who knows? <laughs> that's like the, the longest time uh, me and Bobby McGee, Janis Joplin. A lot of people didn't realize it was Chris Christopherson. I think she may she may have recorded it before he ever did though. I was I thought he I thought he had done it first, but yeah. He like, wrote the song and I think he let her put it out first, and then oh, that makes sense. Yeah, but I'm not. I did hear a version that he did, and I'm like, it's completely different. Oh yeah, it starts with him in the studio yeah. going, "If it sounds like a country song, it's because it's a country song." <laughs> it's awesome. There's Is there's it- one that's uh the hard sun like the Eddie Vedder song that came out uh oh, i guess it's probably 15 years ago now maybe like 2010 ish something um, like that yeah that's that's a cover of a, a canadian artist and uh i can never remember the guy's name i think it's like indio or indigo or something like that hmm. uh, um yeah indio so the guy's name is his real name is gordon peterson but his like art is his performance name is indio okay and uh guy from toronto who eddie vetter like kind of did like a carbon copy of it speaking of uh luke combs and had his massive hit and um, uh yeah uh when um oh god uh what's her name uh rehab should have gone to rehab oh amy, amy, winehouse. Winehouse? amy winehouse what was that that her her song valerie yeah that's a, that, that was the first song i heard of her that was huge that was a cover hmm. i didn't know that yeah, yeah it's a cover of a uh, English guy. Mark the Ronson, Zoo, the Zoobots, or something like that, right? Is the name of the band? Oh, something I thought, like that. I thought something Mark like Ronson that. wrote it. I guess not. No, it's a cover, and it's a very note for note cover. Okay. It's like the only difference is, is like instead of a lame British dude singing it, it's uh, yeah, Amy Winehouse killing it. <laughs> so, but um, I just looked up. Oh, sorry, I I, I didn't oh, go ahead. cut you off there. Uh, I was uh, just looking up the Bobby McGee one again because I was like, I, I sure somebody else had covered it first. And it actually was Roger Miller that did it first. Oh, oh I love Roger there you Miller. Go. What? I'd love yeah. to hear that song. Uh, there I you swear go. to God, I'm... I thought it was. But yeah, you're right. Because Chris, uh, Christopherson, he wrote it. 
and then Roger Miller put it up. He first he had to get talked into uh into like recording. He thought he was going to be a behind the scenes uh songwriter, Nashville songwriter, selling to the big stars. And then eventually, all these guys were like, "Why don't you just fucking make a record?" And then <laughs> he put out Silver Tongue Devil, and that's got me and Bobby McGee on it. And anyway, that's my radio show. <laughs> <laughs> let's do start a your plug. own country. Let's, yes, let's yeah. do a plug, Quinn. Start your own country <laughs> on uh, BigERadio.com. Uh, you can stream it live at 8 p.m. on Thursdays, or you can find the archive at BigERadio.com. I mostly play music, which is cool. We've got a license to do that, but I. I I tell stories like that between songs. That's what I do. Cool. Something is falling in Quince Perper. Oh. <laughs> a ring light. I'm like, it's to going to pro- crush him. <laughs> trying to be a professional. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, um, when we're talking about the hate or love of All I Want for Christmas is You, Colin, hate it or love it? What do you hate about uh, it? What do you love about it? I hate that it's been drilled into my head over and over and over. And that's, it's a definitive Christmas song. And I know it Mm -hmm. note for note. I hate that. Um, (laughs) I don't, I wouldn't say there's anything about it that I love. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's not one that I'm happy when it comes on. As a person who doesn't completely love Christmas music anyway. Yeah. That's not one that I would, uh, that I would love. I love Mariah, but I usually skip this song. I I just it's overplayed to me. Well, just, sure. Yeah. I haven't yeah. heard Wham yet this year. I haven't I haven't uh, failed in Wham again, but I probably heard where I carry ten or twelve times. I would much rather hear all all the other songs on her Christmas albums. To be honest, I've never heard another Christmas song where I carry ever even once. She's got two Christmas albums. So yeah. what? Mm-hmm. Well, then let's get some sing- singles going from that, so we don't have to be tortured with. Oh, Santa. <laughs> oh, Santa's a great song. It's really upbeat. It's fun. Is that fun. like... Uh, <laughs> is that like Hey Santa? That uh, that uh, uh, What's Hey Santa? Hey Santa is... Uh, hold on for one more day. Wilson Phillips. Wilson Phillips did Hey Santa. Is it like that? Hey no. Santa. Hey she wrote, Santa. She wrote no. Oh Santa. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, forget it then. Um... <laughs> Now, the thing that made this song the classic that it is, um, is most likely the fact that it doesn't sound like it belongs to a single era. And we'll dive into that more. Like, it's timeless sounding. It sounds like back in the 40s and 50s when a lot of the non-hymnal Christmas songs were written. So during the 40s and 50s, World War II was happening. People were nostalgic for you know, family and having a good Christmas together because it was such a dark time. So that's when you got Irving Berlin writing White Christmas, Bing Crosby singing like everything that was written, Nat King Cole, Judy Garland. These guys sang many of those classic Christmas songs that are more about family and home and enjoying each other's company during the holiday season, not so much about the birth of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the intro always uh, sounds very 50s. The intro to All I Want for Christmas is You, the da dun da dun da dun that's very 50s. I would almost say even more 60s, like Phil Spector. Maybe 60s, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's got that very girl group from the 60s sound, like something Phil Spector would have uh, produced back then. Did you already research that? Because that's funny that you mentioned that. No, no, I just, that's that's what it sounds like to me. Okay, Andrew, (laughs) what were you going to say? 
I was going to say it has a really interesting chord progression too. Like it has a, it's not a typical kind of one, four, five sort of progression. Mm-hmm. Like uh, almost like a kind of like a Roy Orbison, like Italian opera influenced chord progression. Mm-hmm. And like the sleigh bells and everything like that in the beginning, it does sound like that sleigh ride song, which I've never really kind of thought about, but that like, like, like the bells and everything. It really does feel like it feels like a little yeah that's what you can totally hear like the 40s 50s 60s influences i've never thought about it but there's a lot of influences in there i do have a theory though that if you play sleigh bells over anything it immediately makes it makes it a christmas song oh totally does yeah Yeah. it's true asper springsteen all of his songs are christmas songs yeah. Oh, and brutal. That's I'm going to tell you right now. That's the worst Christmas song of all time. It's uh, Rudolph's Red Nosed Reindeer, done by Bruce Springsteen. That is the worst Christmas song oh. of all time. His Santa Claus is Coming to Town is exhausting. Oh, that's the one to. I mean. That's the one I mean. Yeah. Sorry. Like Bruce. <laughs> Wasn't he drunk though? Oh. <laughs> I had to. Be. He just always sounds drunk. <laughs> <laughs> And there oh, was there a girl go. in a car <laughs> And I was sad Because I couldn't talk to my mama yeah. <laughs> Here's another song About a Cadillac yeah. I, mean, I don't I understand love, I love Bruce Springsteen But, but we're not oh, yeah. We're all very no, accurate No, no, it's, and it's it, terrible it, Yeah <laughs> He must have done a cover of Run Run Rudolph he does. Brian Adams, that's Brian Adams is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Brian. Canada's Adams. Bruce. Yeah, Canada's Bruce. Come on, <laughs> Canada's Bruce. Wow. Uh, yeah, you know what? If if that's... if the only album Bruce Springsteen ever made was Born in the USA, like, that'd be fine. Well, I'm just saying that Brian Adams is the the personification of the Canadian version of Born in the USA over and over and over and over again. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's not as he's not as Canadiana as Bruce is Americana. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Brian That's doesn't true. really. He's he's done a couple songs that were like. Wait, like, does that make Stomping Tom Connors the Canadian Bruce Springsteen? Bruce Springsteen, yes, <laughs> yes, it does. truly. Yes. <laughs> and I can get on. I can get on board with that. That's all. That's just fine by me. <laughs> That's a way better Bruce. Yes. <laughs> but the spud. Could you imagine Bruce Springsteen <laughs> covering <laughs> Stop It, Tom? I'm sure it's happened. Those ketchup, love, potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. Dope Nostalgia listeners, I love you and I thank you so much for being a part of this show and its success over the last two years. We have what's called Patreon for those who want to support the show financially. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a subscriber and get bonus content, early podcast release, all kinds of cool behind the scenes stuff, and more. There's different tiers of membership starting at only $1 a month. And we even have some special merch for you guys who are in it for the long run. So please join our Patreon. It's at www.patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia. Christmas values. 
This year I want a tree that doesn't shed. And here's the very tree. This magnificent six and a half foot Noma Algonquin Yukon artificial tree, just $74.76 at Wilco. Somewhere there's a box of chocolates with my name on it. Remember them this Christmas with a box of delicious fantasy shells or scrumptious Belgian chocolates, just $4.99 each. Now at Wilco. Wilco believes in Santa Claus. It's a magical time, a time for giving, a time for caring, a time for sharing. It's the last bag. I saw them first. Uh, don't think you did. I think I did. Didn't. Did. Didn't. Did. Didn't. Did. Didn't. Did. Didn't. Didn't. Thank you so much. Walkers, too good to share. Well, I guess it is Christmas. Well, the opening chimes of All I Want for Christmas is You automatically give it away that they were going for that sound, which was created by a Celesta. Um, the, uh, Celesta was used as well in the dance of the sugar plum fairy from the Nutcracker, and it kind of gives it that crystally sound that kind of grabs your attention at the beginning. I love the sound of the Celesta. I'm having a hard time picturing it. I can hear the sleigh bells. I can hear the piano. What what's what does the Celesta sound like? Oh, that that intro part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Glad to know you've heard the song before. What? <laughs> I'm usually not tuned in until I hear the piano come yeah. in and do those hard chords, those like heart eight chord changes. Then my head turns. Can you just do like a reel of all the different noises that are being made in this episode and just like put it all together? Yeah, we could do it. Acapella of the song, just like that. By the way, this is how musicians speak to each other. We're not like actually talking and like you know, like musical <laughs> the theory at all. Language. We're just like the, the part that goes ba 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 bum and the da ding da ding part. This song was co-written by her co-writer of all things, Walter Afanasiev. Um, so I watched some interviews of him talking about the song, and when Quinn said that. Phil Spector comment, it was bang on because it was inspired by the Phil Spector wall of sound idea, basically mm -hmm. turning a pop rock song into an orchestral production. So there's so many elements of things that are happening in it. Like you mentioned the like rock and roll piano chords and such from that 40s and 50s, 60s sound. And the whole thing was inspired by an album by Phil Spector called A Christmas Gift for You. Mm. Which featured vocalists like Darlene Love, who was Darlene Love was technically the queen of Christmas before Mariah. Cause she sang a lot of those classics. Um, the Ronettes, the crystals there. It's a big uh, collaboration album, various artists. So that's kind of what they were going for. Cool. This, what is that? this what is, is a bit. Oh, sorry. The, the, with the Phil Spector thing, 
did the, and this is getting really picky but he would often do his things in mono mix like he wouldn't do any left and right stuff is mm -hmm. all i want for christmas also a mono Recorded. mix does that make sense like the recording itself is it just that flat? i don't know that's yeah. a good question yep because that that's would awesome. definitely be very much a phil specter thing he really murdered that didn't he oh <laughs> and yeah so many yeah yeah, no, it was uh, really wigged out. I don't know. I just... <laughs> <laughs> he really bulleted with a gun on some yeah, stuff. Then, yeah, with blood. <laughs> really inspired Mariah Carey to, to go number one with a bullet. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. But uh, people compared All I Want for Christmas is You to the classic Christmas Baby Please Come Home. Hmm. You know that one? Yeah. I've you two's covered it. My There's favorite. There's a lot band. of covers on on that song too. I think. Yeah, including Mariah because she sang that song on the same album. <laughs> so nobody knows it because all they know is that song. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you guys are we mentioned earlier other tracks on the album? You guys aren't aware of any of the other songs from the first 1994 "Merry Christmas" from Mariah? No. No, I don't, I don't think I've ever. I think I might have heard that Oh Santa one. Is that from the same album or is that no. from the second? Oh Santa yeah. is from her second Christmas album. Oh, okay. I, I think I've heard that only because I'm pretty sure that I've heard you sing it at karaoke, if I'm not mistaken. I have. <laughs> yeah. I have. I'm like, I remember that just because of you. But I'm In like, the desperate I I... need to hear something other than All I Want for Christmas is You, I would sing that one. Yeah. In protest. <laughs> <laughs> what about I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas? That's a good one. Let's do that one. Mm -hmm. uh, Mar Mariah should do, do that song. Yeah, Mariah should do. I want to hit a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> she That'd should. be great. Doesn't that fit her image with the diamonds and the furs and shit like that? She could have the hippopotamus she's, also. She's got enough money. She could buy one. She yeah, buy she could have. A, she could actually have a hippopotamus for Christmas. See, that's the beauty of it. And, and, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Just a necklace made out of hippo teeth. Be like, look. Yeah. yeah, and little baby seal eyes for headlights. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um. So, since we're many musicians here talking about the song, what's your opinion on the writing of the song? Like we said earlier, there's no real chorus to it, right? Because it just says, "All I want for Christmas is you" at the end of every refrain. So it's mm. like verse, verse, bridge, verse. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much the structure. There's a bridge. Well, there's the, yep. the but the verse the verses end with <laughs> like, like there's that. an intro, Quinn. <laughs> yeah, the verses end with like that kind of like meow 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 like that kind of refrain, yeah. and that definitely feels like a chorus. All I want for Christmas is some loving from a hippopotamus. Like there's definitely <laughs> there's there's a chorus esque repeated part that you could. But yeah, there isn't necessarily yeah, like a, like a uh, almost like a pseudo chorus or something, mm -hmm. like a brief kind of yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I dig that kind of writing. I don't. I, it's I old it's school, smart right? Because yeah, it's smart. You're you're taking that hook and that's just like yeah. the, the repetition of it. This is why it, I think it's such a a big staple song now is because that like the catchiness of that and it's smart. You didn't need a, a really like elaborate chorus to make it big mm -hmm. they that's the ear, that's the earworminess of it all right is yeah. if you've got a hook a strong hook then you don't even need the chorus well, even, even the instrumentation be... being such a like 
a grab like and having like the, the hooks throughout like with the way that you guys are able to sing the instrumentation that's as much a hook as just that line alone that's why yeah it's like singing the sweet child of mine intro guitar solo riff right <laughs> <laughs> Lots, right? lots of like pretty subtle innuendos in the song as well. Like it's just, just innuendo-y enough to be like, oh, that's kind of fun. Like there's a line about no toy is going to do. I need, I need you. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> there we go. You know, like that's, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't even, it's not even like romantic. It's like, it's, it could be like, I need you, my dad, my mom or dad, or like it could be anybody that's close to you. It feels romantic, but maybe it could be about, you know, your grandparents, but it could be. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it, it's probably like ingrained that it's about that, because if you like think of like the video and everything, it does seem very specific to like a romantic relationship. But oh, I don't think she's doing any, a lot of anything... posing and posturing in her pretty she is. Santa. Yeah. Oh, man, I, there there's a cover where Justin Bieber is singing with her and that that. That whole video is very strange. Yeah, except, not, it, isn't she? They look like they're singing it to get like to each other. It's really weird. But is it is that age gap? How much different is that age gap between her and Bieber? Different from the age gap between her and Nick Cannon? It's Ooh. probably not much, but like when they did the video, he looked like he was sixteen. So that's why it was really strange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it was an odd <laughs> choice, and that came out on his Christmas album. Yeah, it's pretty much it. just her version, and he sings parts over top of it and sings the second verse, I think. Now, okay, since you mentioned Justin Bieber, I've really been <laughs> resisting, but I've been told many times that Justin Bieber's uh, version of Little Drummer Boy is one of the best versions of all time. And I haven't listened to it, so I wanted to know if she, <laughs> should I cave? Should you want to see the receipts? And, yeah. <laughs> Does anybody else hold this opinion? It's a 17 year old who keeps telling me that it's like, I got to get down with some beebs. And, uh, but it's like, Busta Rhymes is on it. So there is part of me. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a, that's a plus. That's a surprise oh, guest. No, but you just up the those... quality. Yeah. Well, yeah. Totally. I mean, give it a listen. If it's bad, it's bad. But like, yeah. So nobody's familiar with it. It's like okay. the John Bon Jovi I don't think thing. I've heard it. You, you know, like like Bon Jovi's put out so much Christmas stuff, and it's like I don't know why I just don't. Those two just don't go together, right? Like I just I'm like I just don't like. I don't mind John Bon Jovi so much. I feel but like they like always gonna disagree with you. Well, he's put out so many Christmas albums, like it's crazy. No, he right? hasn't. And he, he's put out. Bon so Jovi has never put out a Christmas album. So many, so many. Yeah, he has Christmas songs. He's got Christmas like songs. maybe okay, four uh, sorry, Christmas singles. Maybe four Christmas songs. Well, please come home for Christmas. <laughs> Are you confusing Bells him with the ringing. boss? I wish every day could be Christmas. Backdoor Santa. Yikes. Oh, shit. Backdoor Santa. Yeah, backdoor Santa in 92. He doesn't if just I come get down home on Chippy. Christmas Eve. I'd let him be yeah. my backdoor Santa, yeah. Uh-oh. Blue. <laughs> you know, it's just, he just Blue. is not an artist that I don't think of when I think of Christmas time. Like, there's something about Justin Bieber that I'm like, that's uh, not a Christmas time thing. Oh, but now you know that you I mean? mention it, that, that uh, what is it, please come home for Christmas? Yeah, that, he, that, that, that Cindy Crawford was in that video. That was Cindy Crawford. That was a hot video. That could almost that was a be a sexy standard, video, right? That should have been backdoor Santa, but just saying right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Eagles did that one. Did the Eagles write that song? Please come home for Christmas. Oh, I don't know. No I believe idea. it was theirs, and then John Bon Jovi covered it. Oh, okay. Old JBJ, but that would still be within the last fifty years, right? Yeah. So that would count. Because like what's the cutoff for 50? 73, right? 
Oh shit, that's sad, isn't it? Look how well, because I, I was just yeah. thinking that I'm like, does that mean seventy three? The last standard Christmas. I still think it's like 1950. Before <laughs> 73 would probably be Elvis's Blue Christmas, then, right? Yeah. That's like 50s, maybe 60s, maybe? 60s. Maybe, okay. Uh, 60s. I think, okay, 60s. I'll, okay. I'll give that to you, Andrew. It was more than four songs because, yeah, he did cover Blue Christmas too. And <laughs> no, nobody that, can do Blue Jovi. Christmas, but this. Don Bon Jovi has a, yeah. a, a, an Elvis obsession. So, yeah. I bet. John Bon Jovi's going to put out a song about like the war on Christmas and how we can't say Merry Christmas anymore. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm not, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I know you're a, you're a Jovi, but uh, yeah, that would be so funny. Like, no, he's pretty, he's pretty progressive, right? Like, oh, I know. I just, he's a just like homeless people in his kitchen. It'd be so funny. Just, a, I don't know how you put that into a song. Houses. Like a... <laughs> he's out there building houses, feeding people. Democrat. Well, he's, because he's not he's not boomer enough, mm-hmm. right? Like he was in his twenties and in the eighties, so he's like Gen X, early yeah. Gen X, right? He's an Xbox, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if anything, he's just more he's he's more uh, nihilist than <laughs> you know. <laughs> he's like ah, fuck it, feed the homeless because who cares? Oh, that's good. I I love that. Yeah, maybe I do like Bon Jovi. I have no idea. I'm just assuming what Bon Jovi's politics are like. He likes wine. I know that. You tried his wine, wine, didn't you? Yeah. During the pandemic, yeah. I bought a bottle, two bottles. It was really good. Yeah. So it's him and Maynard from Tool. They're both making wine. Yeah. So so many artists do that. Uh, Pink does, too, and Brenda Carlisle. Her two faves. Yeah. (laughs) I would know that. (laughs) Does she she make a rosé? Yes. (laughs) Does she? Literally, I tried any of them. Pink? Yeah. If she's pink, pink she yeah. has to make a rose. Absolutely. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, we already made the pun when we talked about Bon Jovi uh, uh, making uh, wine on an episode of L Two L. But I think we called the episode "Lay You Down on a Bed of Rose." <laughs> <laughs> uh. And there are a lot during the pandemic. There was a lot of uh, of like Instagram reels of Bon Jovi and his son just shit housed on their own wine. <laughs> yep, just in the kitchen going, "We make some pretty good wine, Dad." They were, huh? they were playing beer pong and shit. I remember big fancy one, house. Yeah, yeah. Just, but they were playing with rosé, and John's just drunk. Oh my it was god! Great, just rosy cheeked and like just happy though. Hey, eh? oh yeah. Good. Good for them. They were doing what everybody was doing during the pandemic, <laughs> drinking yeah. a lot. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it's Christmas every day for Bon Jovi. How about that? <laughs> you don't have to put out a Christmas album. That's so cute, too, because like our listeners don't know that like the five of us spent a lot of time online together during 2020. <laughs> we did. It. did. Yeah. 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 Which is, that was great. Well, we had a birthday party for my cat. Zoom. <laughs> that was that was a fun night yes we all learned how to use zoom together as a family yeah <laughs> had a bad movie club still have it still mm-hmm. to this day and uh i love it yeah we would stay well there was that short time period where most of us didn't even have to go to work mm-hmm. so like we would sometimes be up to like five six seven eight <laughs> even when we were going zoom. to work like i remember i was only working like not even Maybe 15 to 20 hours a week at the most for a long time. Playing a lot of Jackbox. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Now I forgot the name of that. Yeah. 
Andrew, when she he started going meow, 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 meow. <laughs> it, it totally reminded me of that Jackbox song too. That's probably where that meow thing comes from. Oh, I love that. Yeah. If you play Jackbox and you played the game, you know what song that is, the meow song. Yeah, it's that game where you uh, write in your own quotes or whatever it's called. I can't remember the name. It's Quiplash. It's Quiplash. Anyway, okay, back to Mariah. We all pause so that you have space to... Yeah, you could add it. Okay. Yeah. We're all professionals here. We knew exactly what to Edits. do. All right. So to wrap up about the writing of All I Want for Christmas is You, Mariah says she wrote it on a Casio keyboard. Between her and Walter, the initial idea, lyric, and melody was written in 15 minutes. Oh, mm. wow. So after that, all the fine-tuning and such, of course, that the, the d- development of the structure of the song took a bit longer. But um, she wanted to write a song about... Christmas being magical because she had a rough upbringing and wanted to give people something happy and festive and the things she wants to focus on were what she loves most in the holiday season so lyrically that's what the tune was about it was programmed into a computer and not made with live instruments oh interesting Mm -hmm. wait everything is synth apparently I don't think I don't know about a Celesta though yeah I don't think you can synth that, can you? And for, oh, you totally can, absolutely. Yeah. Ninety. Oh, okay. What was what year did it come out? Ninety four, ninety five. Ninety four, October ninety four. Man, that's some pretty convincing. Yeah, like uh, the drums in particular do not sound like yeah, synth drums. They don't. Yeah, um, and she wanted to go for that Motown style background vocals, and to her, she thinks that's part of why the song hits as good as it did. I think it's a combination mm-hmm. of things. How many times are her vocals layered on that song? It sounds like there's just like a, an army of Mariah's. <laughs> um, I don't know. When I was listening to the separated track, um, it sounded like there were other background vocalists, but I'm not really sure. Well, they might do a They're lot of female. Done a lot of doubling too. Just like every time they recorded her, they just you know take Got those tracks and just yeah. Actually, they may not have all been female. Trey Lorenz might have been singing on that. Who's been her longtime backing uh, backup vocalist? He's the one who duetted I'll Be There With Her. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, she she re-recorded it with Justin Bieber. That was one of my (laughs) next points. And she goes on tour this year. She was actually doing a Christmas tour instead of just doing the one show she does in New York or wherever. She went on a proper tour. And of course, it's a complete extravaganza. Her kids are old enough now. So they sing, they perform on stage with her. So it's really nice. Uh, She's kind of like, I still consider her the queen of Christmas. That can be debated. (laughs) But when she gets thawed out in November, (laughs) what did they say? Um, I saw another meme that was like about... uh, January 1st, Mariah returns back into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen that meme. That's hilarious. Yeah. And uh, just to top things off, how much money do you think the song has made? Oh, oh man. I I've, I think about that, like, I've thought about that at every Christmas. Like, how much money does she make every single year off the song? Because, like, like, that's the thing with, like, being an artist like that, if they, if you have one really good song, especially a Christmas song, it's such a smart way to make money. It's like it comes back every every year and you get money every single year. It's just going to keep making her money. Every record label has been trying to get their big artists to do what Mariah did at Christmas. And no one can do it. They've tried. 
They, you can't just force that a, to happen. Yeah. No, it's it was just a twist of fate. It was like strike a lightning. Yeah. You know, nobody else has been able to do it. Um, any guesses on how much it's made? Like Price is Right style or several I hundred mean, thousand like, dollars? It's above five hundred thousand dollars. It's definitely <laughs> she's definitely made more than five hundred thousand. Yeah, I, I, I mean I per year, five hundred thousand oh, and one. Yeah, that's right. She, she would be <laughs> making. Year, it, it's if it's hitting if it's hitting number one all around the world like slow burn like slow burn style for like decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's millions of dollars every year, hundreds uh, of millions. I, I would imagine thinking- by now. As of 2023, the estimated total is $72 million has been made on that song. What's the year? What's the yearly? That I don't know. Like she has personally made 72 million. I think songwriters. I I think she splits that with Walter. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's her take. It wasn't my information was not specific. It was it was me watching her on some kind of new show or something. Yeah, so. That's a lot of money. So must friends, be nice. She's yeah. rich as rich as fuck. So we all need to write a, a really uh, good Christmas song and put it out there and be the next Mariah. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> we'll do that as a group effort. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, man, who who has who has Christmas songs like that just didn't hit? Uh, aside from Bon Jovi. <laughs> i'm thinking of like didn't the kings have that father christmas father christmas bring us some money they sure did yeah yeah i mean it depends on what you mean by it didn't hit like because there would be i remember the like the uh, actually really liked it it was that fallout boy whatever their christmas song was like merry oh, christmas I... I could care less like that's a great song and i like uh, his voice patrick stump yeah, has a great right? voice yeah totally yeah so it was a hit for a while, but it's it's not going to be the same level as, uh, uh, you know, like a Mariah Carey. Not that anything else really. Yeah, can I, be. I don't know. I was just thinking of like artists that have like just that random Christmas song on one of their albums. Not even a Christmas album, you know, just just one song. Just one song. I guess the Ramones kind of counts for that too, right? Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. I don't want to fight tonight. You have not done yourself a proper job of making a Christmas album unless you've done Oh Holy Night on it. <laughs> everybody sings that song it's one of those songs that kind of prove like how talented are you can you hit the notes in this song but yeah a holy night i swear every christmas album is it has a cover of it especially yeah. if you're a diva you have to oh mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> it's my well, it just keeps going song. up and 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 the high note is way so far from where you started yeah you have to you yeah. have to have diva voice to get there and so long like an impossible song to sing you gotta have your your sing together i think the male equivalent of of that is probably a little town of bethlehem oh really yeah especially in the drummer boy no 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 no. like like in the crooner era Mm. every single you pick up if you put any of the rat packs albums on even elvis all of those guys Every Bing Crosby, all of them, that entire stretch, every single one of them. Oh, oh little town of Beth. Mm-hmm. It's just such a like crooner, like I'm sure Buble has probably got it on every single Christmas album he's ever put out, just a different version. <laughs> it swings. Yes. Oh, a little town of Bethlehem. Yes. I, well, that's true. I never really thought about it that song. You're right. Yeah. It's it's on, yeah, it's on everyone. 
I've always been a fan of the the hymns, the Christmas hymns, the real mm-hmm. old ones, because just the chord structure and oh, beautiful melodies. It's really really nice music <clears throat> that we only want to hear, I guess, one month a year. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really nice. The lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a number of lawsuits against Mariah Carey because uh, uh, Vince Vance and the Valiants came up with a version of they they had a song called "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Okay. And uh, it came out in, I think, 1989, something like that. In the late 80s, anyways. And uh, it was before Mariah Carey's version, for sure. And mm-hmm. as recently as 2023, the guy, his na- his real name isn't Vince Vance. It's like Andy Stone or something like that. He was still trying to sue Mariah Carey. And he's done this a number of times. And um, as Quinn alluded to, kind of before we started recording, it was like the phrase, all I want for Christmas is you, is you know, very repeated and a common kind of line. And he's like, well, that's it. That's what they stole from me. And, and of course they didn't because that's, there's, there's a whole bunch of songs that have that kind of line in it. Yeah. But uh, do you guys, so this do you guys song want... is out there and available to hear, right? Like, yeah, I, I think you listen to it, it. Does it sound? Yeah. If you, if you got it, that would be amazing. I, I got it. Yeah. I'd love to hear it. It's actually kind of awesome. I'm just going to let you guys know here. Okay. Can you guys see my screen? Yes. Yeah. There. He looks like Paul Rubens. He does. <laughs> hey. It's weird the tone of this. I can't quite place my finger. It's like it's throwbacky. But then once you see his appearance, it's like it's supposed to be kind of like a bit campy. Oh, they're 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 going for camp. Yeah, but it's almost it's like other than his appearance, it's too. Cool. Sounds more like Barbara Mandrell in the 80s or something. So crazy. Yeah, so he he he's like, you guys ripped me off. He's never uh, gonna win that lawsuit. No, he's not nearly close enough. He's just trying to get in on the money. He absolutely is. Yeah. (laughs) And can you imagine the lawyers Mariah Carey has like on her just? (laughs) For whatever reason, like there's no way she'll no, use but... what she makes off of that that song this year alone on paying for a good lawyer, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, let's move from Christmas over to the topic of New Year's Eve, which we've never delved into before. So yeah, I I'm gonna go ahead and get Colin to start on this one. What's a New Year's Eve memory from the '90s specifically, if you can think of? If not another, if it's another decade, that's cool too. A New Year's Eve memory from the 90s. Well, I'm going to go to all the way to uh, Y2K. Mm-hmm. 
to year mm. 2000, which I, I get technically oh, yes. started in the 90s, and how it was going to be such a huge disaster and how absolutely nothing happened. <laughs> and how everybody was making sure they had enough water and stuff, because if the utilities turned off, what were we going to do? <laughs> and n- nothing happened. Yeah, that, I still that's, remember that. Yeah. <laughs> And everybody was watching, okay, New Zealand is going to flip the cl- clock over first. What's oh, yeah. happening? Nothing is in New Zealand. Okay. Lanes are falling out of the sky. Uh, right, yeah. No- <laughs> Australia is okay. Okay, that's good. Uh, Southeast Asia is good. Okay. And it, 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 nothing, ha- not a thing happened. It was ridiculous. Yeah. The I thing is build up for nothing to happen. <laughs> no, I yeah, was and we started hearing about like, the Everything's run by computers. <laughs> we all were. We all were. Like, 23 I'm, I remember- years later. I took a few hundred dollars out of the bank because I thought, geez, I don't know. You know, and I felt so stupid after, but that's what. Did you do any sheltering or bomb prepping for? (laughs) No, (laughs) nothing like that. No, I I went out that night and got extremely hammered. So I wasn't that worried about it, obviously. We we got drunk, but we did it in my mom's basement with my girlfriends I grew up with. We were just like sheltered together and we're like, let's just get drunk in my mom's basement. And it was a great night. Yeah. That sounds awesome. What'd you all do for Y2K? Uh, what did I do? I was I was I was in junior high, so I didn't I stayed home. <laughs> oh what? Making us feel like old timers here. <laughs> Played with your nineties toys? Yeah. I probably watched much music. That was my thing back then. <laughs> nice. Did they have a New Year's Eve show? They did. That, that that I'm just like jumping into what my what I was gonna talk about. But uh Oh I yeah, see my my sisters and I like uh we my parents would go out um and do their new year's eve partying and we would stay home and we would get like a whole bunch of junk food like popcorn ice cream like candy we'd make our own confetti and we'd stay up till midnight watching i think they did a new year's eve is it like similar to fromage or something it was a countdown of some sort i don't really remember exactly what the show was i remember ed the sock was involved in it and they did a countdown of like all of these like videos and stuff like that and my sisters and i would watch it and stay up till midnight and then we'd throw the confetti all over the place and eat our ice cream and go to bed <laughs> fromage was the sickest it was like the whole week they would keep playing fromage with that oh sock. yeah yeah and like the the hilarious like videos and, and like i remember your episode with him and like when they were talking about fromage and how like people were like trying to get on the show what's that what's going on yeah, I hear something in the background. That's it. There's a commotion going on here. It'll be over in a second. <laughs> Shut up! I can I can tell you specifically what happened if you want to be grossed completely out. Okay. Uh, no, no. Andrew has a sensitive stomach. Well, I, I I can I can do this. I mean, My dog and my dog enjoys eating poop. That's one thing my dog enjoys doing. Oh. And, oh. and occasionally he tries to bring one into the house so he can save it for later. Oh, so my so my wife just had an argument with my dog at the back door about his cargo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so gross. that was what you had to hear. So that's uh, I bring a little something to the podcast. Don't uh, <laughs> say that I don't. A truly bring magical me. moment. Thank you. Truly <laughs> magical moment. A holiday family moment. That's so holiday sweet. family moment. That's what. Uh, yes, that's right. Lots of poopy gifts in your Christmas future. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Andrew's face is uh, thanks enough for sharing. Yeah, no, I, I don't want that's that's an <laughs> image I don't need. I'm, I'm glad Quinn I just and, heard it and didn't see it. Quinn and Chonks and I invite during the pandemic, we invited Andrew to come watch this thing. 
that was like mm. <laughs> one of the YMH lives. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Can you describe so what that show is? With... I, well, if anybody knows the the podcast, uh, your mom's house with uh, the married comedians of Tom Segura and Christina Pizitsky. Uh, during the pandemic, they started doing these live episodes that you had to, they were pay-per-view, they're behind a paywall. So this isn't going out on YouTube or anything like that. Right. But, you know, they had guests and other comedians and then they would, you know, they like to show a lot of clips on their show and, you know, people comment and laugh about the clips and whatever. And, and, uh, because they were behind the paywall, they decided to, they'd push it a little further and they had a segment they call the heavy segment which usually involves a lot of bodily, you know, fluids, um, <laughs> like uh, bizarre sexual practices, you know, just stuff that would really traumatize a sensitive person. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And here's the thing is because, you know, they did it once and it was successful. Then they did it a handful more times and every time they had to top themselves. And I think, uh, I don't know whose idea it was. To, oh, maybe it was Naomi. Was it you being like, we need to invite Andrew to this? Yes. <laughs> But it was like, it's not going to be that bad. And then it was like this guy like stapling his balls to like a plank. And then he's like, oh, it hurts so bad. Like it was just. Wasn't there like was... high heels that like had the yeah, guys? The dude, yeah. balls oh, and just Andrew refused to believe it was real. I, I still don't think it was because I don't think. I don't think. Body could sustain that about I, I, I don't think a person could lie still while someone in like stilettos. Unless you're getting, unless you're getting off on it. I guess so, but it really looked, you know, yeah, yeah, stomping away, just stomping Tom, like just having a great time. (laughs) (laughs) She was really carving into him. So yeah, no, I was like, man, that could be like mashing his potatoes. You know, yeah. Well, guys, I gotta go. (laughs) That's what. Yeah, this is fun. Thanks, guys. Well, uh, just gonna get my kids off to bed now, (laughs) (laughs) which is actually why I had to leave that night. I'm like, I gotta go change some diapers and put my yeah. So that was that was an odd transition. Like I have to go scrub my eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) I just have to lie in bed with my eyes open, staring at the ceiling for another couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. Wait for the screaming to stop. Anyway, they're all available to rent on their website. So, you know. Plug. <laughs> yeah. We get nothing for it. What's amazing, though, is they've had, uh, like, I, like they've had musical guests like Marcus King on the same show and everything like that. It's, it's, you know, it just reminds me of the, the internet, like in the good old days. Oh, like, like uh, E-Bombs World and yeah 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 when remember when you know just send your friend a sneaky link and be like hey check this out it would be two girls one cup blue, blue waffle <laughs> oh no <laughs> these are things i have forgotten Goatsy. about uh, two girls one cup classic <laughs> the reaction videos are what you really wanted to watch was people seeing it for well, the first well, time after you had been subjected to it yeah then you yeah. were like let the other people react to this thing well it's just it's just cycle of violence it's like people who have been abused tend to abuse someone else that's that's exactly what two girls one cup instilled in people well, yeah. let's do a reaction right. video no, i know that the saying is hurt people hurt people but yeah. what does it mean when you're laughing <laughs> what's the psychology behind that <laughs> So, do we have any other uh, Y2K stories? Oh, I don't know about Y2K specifically, but you know what you guys remind me of? Because I don't really remember Y2K, like specifically that that New Year's drunk. I I was doing, yeah, that's probably uh, some vodka slimes, and that's about all I remember. Um, 
but I do remember the year before that, 99, like 98 into 99, mm-hmm. I went to the Agricom to, on New Year's Eve to see a, a a little band from Saskatchewan that was on the rise. Like they were booked to play the Agricom on New Year's Eve called Widemouth Mason. Oh, they play Edmonton every other month. Well, now they do. Yeah. Well, Back in they, the day. They did. From there, I would see them pretty regularly at the uh, uh, the old uh, Sidetrack Cafe or mm-hmm. Blues. Blues. Um, and then they but that's they were on their way up at that point uh the only thing that had been out at that point was called like the my old self okay yeah but this is this was like i can't remember maybe the bear sponsored it or something like that yeah and uh and there was this uh yeah there was this 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 uh, unknown unheard of band uh from southern alberta opening for them that I sat through and was very like, God, can these please guys just get over with this so I can see Widemouth Mason called Nickelback. Oh, no <laughs> way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nickelback opening for Widemouth Mason at the Agricom in uh, New Year's Eve, 98, 99. Yeah. Man. They, they is... made zero, zero impression on me. Zero. I was just it... like, man, this is, this is not the most generic thing I've ever heard in my life. My old <laughs> self. Woo, come on, man. Widemouth Mason. Yeah. Yeah, and then, that's yeah. interesting. Isn't that wild? Wildmouth Mason is nowhere now, and Nickelback is huge. Yeah, yeah. Wildmouth Mason was on this show too. They're they're <laughs> awesome. I'm a I'm a fan. They just put out an album. I mean, they're not they're not like they're great. Like they they, they opened for the Rolling Stones. Like they did yeah. all kinds of stuff. But Sean Veralt yeah. is an amazing guitar player. And... Oh, he's one of the best. Like one Earl, of the best in the world. The three of them as a trio were all amazing. Um, Earl left the band though, the bass player, and he started his own band. Which I don't know what what it is about the band, but like in Widemouth Mason, he was one of three amazing musicians in his band. Now that I won't name. Uh, he's the good musician. It's such a weird dynamic. I don't know why, but I, there's something, I don't know if it's an ego thing. This isn't to talk shit or what, but like, it's almost like he intentionally was like, I'm sick of like having to keep up with like these two fucking like powerhouse musicians every night. I'm just going to slum it with these guys. <laughs> yeah. Something a little more, get the spotlight on him. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really disappointing because the, I used to call it musical gymnastics watching Widemouth Mason play. Yeah. Just, yeah, absolutely. Sean Veralt is just like an otherworldly guitar player. They're all like um mm-hmm. Earl used to play one of those like um what do you call them? The those voodoo basses that that yeah, the, pan out they, the frets. The the like a fanned fret. So like the frets like go diagonally like yeah. uh like that on the instrument rather than like just straight. Yeah. So if and apparently very interesting. You, can, you can get a little like you can the intonation can is more accurate. But the thing is for your brain to be able to like you learn how to play an instrument and then they're like, oh by the way, like angle the frets. Like the fact that he could just fucking you know, just I don't know, just yeah. it blew my mind. Anyway, they they were an amazing band. So you can see why I was like, and then who's this four power chords? band <laughs> 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 like why like all right well anyway we'll never hear from them again because <laughs> <laughs> this is pre remember this is in, they had not released leader of men yet leader of men came out maybe a few months after that yeah it wouldn't yeah, have been long after shortly that after yeah, yeah. they yeah that was the state i believe that was the name of that album i think you're talking about maybe the curb album i think might have been the first one yeah leader of men was like their first kind of slow single and then that uh 
Whatever the wise man speaking of Christmas, he was a Christmas. He was a wise man. Oh, uh, and, <laughs> no, he couldn't. Uh, he couldn't make it as a wise. He man. couldn't make it as a wise man. Yeah. yeah. So he. But uh, that was the that was what just shot them into the stratosphere. Yeah. I didn't know they even had held wide ma- wise man auditions. I would have gone out for that. Yeah, have been good. I have a beard you and could, everything. Quinn, you could be a, a shepherd or a wise man. <laughs> or an That's angel. Right. Yeah. Three kings. I don't think angel. There's th- there's 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 room for three. There's yeah. right. Sure. Well, then they already have three. They could do four. Why couldn't they be four? The entourage. That's right. <laughs> the entourage. Well, they, they they must they traveled in uh, caravans, so that's true. Yeah, there's room for everybody. Of course, right. we're all you know white uh, of European descent, and they were kings of Orient. But shit. Yeah. So <laughs> we're out. Another dream dashed on the rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andrew, give us a New Year's story. Uh, so New Year's story is 1999 to 2000. I was uh, I went on this first date with this girl. We didn't it didn't work out, but uh, it was really cool. We had like a bottle of wine and like like kind of watched the fireworks. And then it's like, oh, I wonder if the power is going to go out. It was really cool. Um, and then fun little fact: we had a I was working at a restaurant in Grand Prairie at the time, and uh, we had this massive new year's eve party and then everyone cleared out to go check out the fireworks and whoever was working in the kitchen just left all of the dishes like for the whole evening didn't do any so they went in the next day and uh like six people ended up getting fired because like they just left the kitchen as it was so it was like happy new year you're all fired um which was yeah kind of funny and a little sad but uh my brother used to live in vancouver and in uh I don't know, like I was just, I was just a kid, maybe like 91, 92, we were out there. Mm. And this was the first time I'd ever heard of this whole polar bear swimming thing. And I, I didn't do it myself. I never have done it, but we went and watched and there was like hundreds of people jumping into the ocean on New Year's Eve. And it's this thing that like, I think a lot of cities do, but Vancouver really embraced it. Yeah. And like you paid money and the money went to charity. And it, it was just so, I was like this, it was cold. It's the ocean. Like it was freezing. I was like, are they going to, is anyone going to die? Like what's going to happen here? It was really crazy. And it was cool. Like it was really cool. Like to kind of watch just on mass, all of these, like people are like, Hey, we're lemmings. We're just running into the ocean and hey, maybe someone's going to die, but it's kind of fun. And we're all, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, just a weird way to, to a weird way to celebrate New Year's Eve, but cool, really cool. They're very popular. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm getting cold just thinking about it. Like, can you imagine that? Just like, mm-hmm. it's like minus 30 and you're just like, hey, I'm going to jump into some really cold water. It's supposed to be good for you. Shock your system or something. Yeah. I, I, I keep seeing that. Mark Wahlberg do it on his Instagram and I don't know why. <laughs> some kind of health a, benefits. That's a big thing in the, the, the celebrity world right now. They're all trying to get healthy by... It's- it's something to do with the circulation, I think, because um, it opens up your pillories or something your like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 open up your giblets. I know that and, and shrinks other parts. Don't want to explain yeah. it, but I, I know, I know, it does open up like the capillaries or something, and like the blood flows. I think. Well, have you ever desperately needed to like wake up and feel energized, and a cup of coffee, and the first thing in the morning is not doing it, and you just take a cold shower? Never, no. Absolutely. Yeah, not. that is no, the worst thing. Works. It works. It works like it a charm. No, yeah. like seriously, next time you're just dragging your ass and you just kind of like, oh God, why can't I just, if you hop in the shower, full blast cold, just suck it up and do it. Ugh. 
it yeah. sounds terrible but you know what you'll get out and 30 seconds later you'll be like damn i feel like taking on the world now it'd be like the beginning Better. of that shania twain song be like just kicking down doors i feel like a woman <laughs> that's what i do that's how i psych myself up yeah, I throw in Shania Twain, and as soon as she says, let's go, girls, I hop in there. Oh. <laughs> Bring a shower beer with you. I hold on. I hold on right till she says, man, be like a woman. And then I'm like, all right, that was enough. I'm out. <laughs> well, the only, I, I remember a couple New Year's Eve. One, well, as like a 15 or 16-year-old was probably like the first time I had alcohol on New Year's. And like, so we drank like, you know, one of those two-liter coolers hanging out at my mom's friend's house supervised so there was that i think we were watching a simpsons marathon so yay and then nice. uh and then uh i think this might have been 2001 2002 though i was the assistant manager of the pizza hut at Taralosa. Nice. and it was the first year pizza hut says we think we're gonna be really busy this year we're gonna stay open till 4 a.m no couldn't get anyone to work with me that night i got one staff member and he was probably like 17 18 years old <laughs> he was just like okay i'll do it so we just brought a bunch of board games and played them all night because we did not have a single order after 1 a.m what we forced to stay open till four because nobody thought they could call pizza hut till four in the morning yeah it's like if you're gonna do this maybe advertise it yeah, yeah, yeah. no kidding yeah. <laughs> meanwhile meanwhile everybody's hitting the yellow pages back in the day and looking for like you know a a a a one pizza yeah two, two <laughs> 24 hour gangster pizza <laughs> i'm really grateful for you guys' time thank you no worries absolutely it was fun all, all right, right. Okay. all right see you guys later merry christmas guys merry christmas. christmas merry christmas social media yeah we've got it send us an email dope nostalgia podcast at gmail.com twitter nostalgia dope or on insta dope underscore nostalgia this podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.